0: He had a prophetic word for one of our new neighbors actually for his sister and the word was kind of personal and very deep and I didn't really know the guy very well but I really felt like I was supposed to do it and uh, so I was driving uh, to a meeting and I saw he was catching the bus and it was kind of raining so I said you want to ride and he said yes and um, he's a lawyer a very bright guy and I said I, you know I want to just share something I think God wants me to share with you and I think that was kind of, like, uh, upsetting to him. Like, what in the world is going on? And and I said, yeah, I just feel like the Lord has a word for your sister. And I shared this with him, and, and it was, like, really <laughs> profound. Um, but being a lawyer, he said, Well, I'm very impressed that you had the courage to share that with me. Well, I was looking for something more, you know, from him, like (laughs) some kind of confirmation or something. So I was thinking, you know what, I wonder, because it was very personal. (coughs) I was wondering if it was um, offensive. So I just asked the Lord to give me another chance to speak with him, and and that came in a couple days, and I just just really want to know, you know, if, if what I shared was offensive. He said, oh, no, not at all. It said that, that was profound, mm-hmm. you know. So, and but you know, it, it sometimes it's hard to just like prophesy yeah. to your neighbors and stuff, you know, because you're going to live with them for a while, <laughs> you know, m- maybe for years and years. But you know, we have to obey the Lord, right? Um I, I want to just speak just a little word over. I, I don't remember your name. Sitting right behind Bob, Andrew, oh, Jacob. Jacob. I just want to say you could just stand up. I just want to confirm again the calling that's on your life to minister to families and and to to uh, people who have been dispossessed or weak I just confirm that that calling on your life again just bless you in that okay well I just (laughs) 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 I want to introduce our friend Eva too if you could just stand up if you want she's from Bangladesh uh, she's been spending the last uh, 11 years working morning till night taking care of 73 orphans. And um, she's going to be here for a while. Before that, she worked with World Vision and four other organizations uh, doing things like um, teaching uh, women who had been prostituted how to uh, take care of their health and, and you know, just a lot of really important things. Bangladesh is a very tough country to live in. She's experienced a lot of death threats and and more than threats in some cases, (laughs) you know. So the Lord has mercifully called her uh, here for a time of refreshing and healing and and, uh, anointing and blessing on her finances and blessing on her heart, blessing to give her freedom and joy, restore her joy. The Lord wants to restore her joy. So we're really thankful to have her here for uh, a while, so... Maybe for years. We don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, see if this, it's working. woo <laughs> I can change the, <laughs> change the slides. Um, we have a dear friend named Bonnie. Now, Bonnie is one of the, the people that exemplifies someone who loves people in Jesus. You know, she's one of those people where children see her, even if they don't know her, they just run to her, you know? And she also... Another thing about her is she um, can't uh, walk, because when she was very little, uh, a tractor drove over her, and so she uh, ruined some part of her self, so her legs don't, don't, don't work. Um, but when she was in high school, I, I asked, I asked uh, our, our small group with, with Bonnie. I asked her, uh, "Is there anyone in your life that you can remember that gave you great?" encouragement, who believed in you, who spoke words of encouragement over you. And um, this is interesting. Even though she couldn't walk, she went out for the volleyball team when she was a young person. And her coach was super encouraging, just said, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to play volleyball, but I've got these, these many important roles. And he spoke such encouragement to her. It was just, just it made this huge impression on her Well, Father spoke encouraging words over Jesus. I want to just remember these. We'll come back to those. Jesus was full of joy, and I want us all to know why. There was a voice that came out of heaven and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Can you imagine what it would be like to have a voice from heaven say to your friends around you, This is my (laughs) beloved son. I am really pleased with him. And we're going to see a little bit later that Jesus already knew that. There's a reason that Father was saying that out loud. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and the voice came out of heaven. You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, My beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. And some of the versions say, My soul delights. Father was delighting in Jesus. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of heaven, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Then a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. (coughs) And then we... Peter remembers seeing that and shares about that. <coughs> While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold a voice of the cloud said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now this is really quite remarkable that these are like audible voices from Father. And I think it's kinda like plain, I can just not read all of them. Um just I want to th- just pause on this one here for a second. Um, Jesus was being like um, harassed by a bunch of religious people. And one of the things he said, I always do the things that are pleasing to him. So Father spoke it out loud in the midst of all of his, his friends how, how pleased I am in Jesus. But Jesus already knew that. Why? Because he was living in this cycle where he was blessing Father, and Father was affirming and blessing him. This is the source of Jesus' joy. And the joy that Jesus experienced in that was so deep that he could feel the joy and not be overwhelmed when he went completely down in, in complete association with someone who was deeply suffering. Jesus didn't stand from afar and heal. He let his heart go right with the people. Now, most of us, when we see desperation and poverty and destruction, we're overwhelmed. And the reason we're overwhelmed is we haven't gone deep enough into joy. And Jesus was so full of this joyful connection with Father that he could go into the darkest places and not become overwhelmed This is what we want to learn, too. We want to learn. Let me just go back a little bit here real quick. Um, Sorry, you have to just let me click back here. (coughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Many verses. All right. We are designed for joy. Um, This is what God intended for us, and this is our eternal destiny. If you have a chance to read these ones, talks about everlasting joy will be theirs I want you to read these sometime maybe you could just write these three down and read those everlasting joy is your destiny I want you to imagine something with me for just a second go back to the time when, when God was making our first father who was Adam Adam Does anyone remember that story? I know you all do, actually. God took the dust and organized it in a highly organized fashion. You know, we're really just highly organized dust and water, right? And God organized all those molecules so intensely, and he made Adam, and Adam was ready to go. And then he got real close, face to face with Adam, and he blew into his nostrils, spirit. And while he was doing that, for the first time, Adam woke up, and his eyes opened, and what did he see? He looked into the eyes of Father, and he knew his destiny in that moment was eternal joy, intense fellowship of eternal joy. And you know that, that that is still in the heart of every person. Uh, you know, uh, just uh, a couple days ago, we were in Wisconsin, and um, there's a beautiful little girl, the daughter of our, our friends, Anita and Akram, and she looked at me, and, you know, Father in me and my own face were looking at her, and her face just beamed. You know how babies just beam with joy sometimes? That's the echo of Adam waking to see Father. That's the echo that's still in our hearts. We were made to be met by joy. Joy is somebody wants to be with me wherever I am, in whatever state I am, in whatever problem I'm having, in whatever condition (laughs) I am. Someone is genuinely wants to be with me this this is Father's Father's heart. I'm sorry I'm gonna have to scoot through all of these verses again, which are all really cool. Sometime you should look up all of these. God just wanted to make a, a point to us that we knew <laughs> that how how thrilled he was walking with Jesus. And Jesus knew it too. We're thrilled walking together. We're in the cycle of joy. Father and Jesus lived in this cycle of joy. I, 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 I will share something which was kind of uh, a private moment for me. I, I was having a bad day, um, and I was at church, and I really did not feel like worshiping, but I saw the presence of Jesus there. And Jesus just said to me, I love worshiping Father." that theologically I was chewing on, like, does that make sense to me? I don't know. But I could hear Jesus saying that to me. And then he said, do you want to come with me? And I saw him enter into this place of worship with Father, where he was speaking the truth to Father in such a deep, profound way of who Father is. And two things Father was doing. He was receiving the truth because it was right? What you're saying is right, and it's right in the universe that w- there should be worship. It's the, one of the most right things in the whole universe is that there should be worship. It's not flattery. God is not seeking flattery. He's speaking truth, and it's true and right when we worship God. But the other thing Father was doing was telling Jesus, mostly nonverbally, how much he loved and appreciated him. The cycle of joy, and as I was watching this, it was very, it really shook me. Because, I, you know, I mean, these are heavenly things. And I felt like Jesus' hand reached back for me. Like, just he wanted to pull me a little closer. And he knew I was scared because of the intensity of this worship between him and Father. He knew I was scared. But I just felt him reach his hand back like, like he was looking for a little brother. You know, and just held, held my hand while he was in this place of worship with Father. Because he wanted me to know, I can come as close I dare but he won't force me to go closer there is a joy in the universe this is what the Lord's intention is for us Jesus intends to give us his full joy I'd like to read these um, out loud maybe we could read them out loud together can you guys read these in the back or is it too small all right let's just try reading them whoever can read them out loud together with me <laughs> here we go John 15:11. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. John sixteen twenty four. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. And this is Jesus' prayer at the end of his, um, you know, before he was going to the cross. John 17, 13, but now I come to you and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Now, what was Jesus saying? What was his joy? Do you remember? What was Jesus' joy? Being with Father, that continuous connection where Father affirmed and spoke to him and affirmed him and gave him joy and he knew how pleasing he was to Father. And Jesus wants to give that to us. He wants to give his joy to us. Remember, at the, at the very end of this chapter, in verse 26, he says, Father, I'm going to paraphrase it, okay? You can look up the real verse. Father, you know that really special love that you have had for me since the beginning of eternity. I'm asking now that that love that you have for me would be in them. What Jesus was asking was that the very, his very own inheritance, his own special, unique place with Father, he wants to share that with each of us. You know, have you ever known, like, brothers who are vying for their father's attention? You know, I mean, sometimes in the siblings, you get some of that. You know, brother, sister, doesn't matter. You know, you get some of this where one person's a little starved for attention, and so they get jealous of their, you know, older sibling or some other sibling that gets more attention. Now, Jesus is just the opposite here. He's saying, I have this most intense, beautiful, perfect, joyful relationship to Father, and I want you to have it. I want you to have my very own relationship to Father. I want it for you. He prayed that over us. And this is how our joy, Jesus' joy, comes into us. The joy of knowing I have a secure connection to Father. And I am pleasing to Father. And he's pleased with me. And let's I want to read this one out loud. And, and you guys can just listen. You can close your eyes. We have this joy towards Father. But Father has his joy over us. The Lord, your God in your midst, is a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. These cycles, again, we see this with a, a, a baby, times of quiet and times when their eyes are just full of sparkly joy and they look in your eyes and they just beam. Father wants those cycles of joy and quiet with you. In fact, in heaven, he is full of joy over you. And for us to begin to understand that by revelation, by experience, releases a joy in us that can't go (laughs) <laughs> Anywhere, <laughs> you guys might be offended at this. This I, I like this picture. This is a group of guys who had gone through the worst thing in, really maybe uh, in human history. They were being liberated from a Nazi. These are Jewish men who had been liberated from a Nazi um, camp. And and the reason I put this on is this idea that you know there can be joy even in. Very dark places. Do you guys remember um, the hiding place, Corey Ten Boom? I think I think everybody should get that book out <laughs> again, because we need strength for what's about to come. And um, but I remember so much what what Betsy used to say to Corey. There is no place so dark and deep that God's love is not deeper still. And and Jesus wants us to know that he can walk with us and we can walk with Father in joyful fellowship wherever we go. The disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the Holy Spirit. Let me let me just close, I think, with just this. This is one of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible, and I cut a couple of verses out here just for brevity <coughs> because this concept is linked to here. Um, beloved children, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. So in trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, we don't go like, gosh, I can never get it right. I'm really trying to please God, but I'm just never pleasing to him. It's not coming from there at all. It's coming from beloved children trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. And that pleasing is not that you're not pleasing. You are pleasing. You can ask anyone who's ever had a child, if they were pleased with that child. I, I think almost everyone here would say they were thrilled to see that baby and thrilled to see that baby walk and thrilled to see the, hear those first words. So this is beloved children. As we try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, it's not like trying to measure up. It's living in his love, receiving his love, knowing his love, becoming a fountain of love, that we learn to be like Jesus. That's how we learn to be like Jesus, by drinking deeper in the love of God. Um, I think we're gonna close now here, but um, I, I just, okay, I was gonna close on the last slide, but I wanna close on this one, <laughs> if if you can allow me. Um, I love this, I just love this. That's me. <laughs> it's not actually me, but this is, this is me. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I want to, s- s- okay, I want you to I paint another picture for you. I, and I, w- I want you to remember Adam waking to see God's eyes when I do this. And, and, and suddenly Adam knowing, this is why I'm here, to be bathed in intimate, joyful, assured, secure love forever. Okay, now keep that in your mind while I go through this. You know, Moses gave these really heavy, heavy laws. And in some cases it said, this is the command of the Lord, right? Now this is a command from the Lord. But you're going to find something in the middle, intimacy. Very interesting. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons saying, thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. This is a command for blessing and it was as serious as all these other commands that the Lord said if you do this you'll live <laughs> you know and if you don't you know you're going to have serious trouble so this the Lord in all seriousness said this is how you bless them the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine on you be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace so i spent some time in the hebrew especially out around the words Face shining, and in the Hebrew this means the eyes. it means eyes that are full of love. It actually is used quite often in other Hebrew writing to mean like somebody who was sick and now they're recovering, and the 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 light returns to their eyes and 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 what it means is God himself has been heartsick over us, and he's wanting to be joined to us and so when he looks at us his eyes shine with that love and that anticipation of connectedness and where it says lift up his countenance on you in the hebrew it's it's, it's kind of like this let's see if the cord will reach it's like when you like when you come to someone and 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 you you just gently touch their chin so that you can Look eye to eye. (laughs) So the Lord intends to take you by his gentle hand and pull your face to him. So this was the command of Moses, the command of the Lord, that the Lord is, is not, he wants you to obey this, but his intention is that you would meet eye to eye in this joyful embrace and that he would take gently by the hand and meet you face to face. This is the root of joy, knowing that I am deeply loved and I have a secure place. That's the root of joy and that's the root of joy that Jesus lived in, a cycle of joy, of connectedness to Father. And this is a fruit of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal Jesus and Father to us. Remember Romans 5, 5 says, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who's given to us. It is the H- Holy Spirit's intention that the love of Father be poured out and revealed to you so that you can experience a cycle of joy like Jesus had with Father. Jesus had that intention too. So this is this is this is walking in this. Hearing the affirmation of Father is, is um, where we get joy, strength, and the ability to go through things. I, w- I was in Berlin, and we had been doing um, Father Heart of God ministry. It was shortly after the, the wall had collapsed, and Paul was one of the people that kind of sent me to this um, East German, to Leipzig. and I spent the whole week praying with people doing Father Heart of God ministry. And Then on the train back to Berlin, I felt like the Lord whispered to me, just psst. And I was like, what, what? And I was anticipating because I was excited. I was always happy to hear from him. And he said, son, I am so proud of you. And when he said it, it felt like a knife had gone into me. It was so painful because I had never heard those words Mm. in my life. But Father himself spoke those words to me. And he said, son, I'm going to speak that to you a lot. I want you to get used to it. So this is the cycle of joy that the, the Lord wants us to learn so that we can become securely attached to Father, and then out of that we can live um, out of genuine place from our heart. And that's that's where we manifest joy. Now we're going to break into groups of three, I think. Or are you going
1: <laughs> to? I, I want to do that, but first I want to say some things. I am I'm thrilled at what we've just heard. He's been here before, and this is the first time I've been here when he was here. (laughs) I don't know what I've been uh, doing otherwise, but I'm very glad. It's often typical of prophets that they're not gifted pastors. He is prophetic and he's pastoral. This is a pastoral message, and he, he combined it with prophetic words. And so we've got a double dose this morning, how rich it is. And I wanna say some things uh, with him, come up here. Uh, in the early days of renewal, as I began to do a lot of traveling and there were more assignments than what I could handle, I don't remember well, but I remember you're going on some of those. You sent me out to like Kenora and other places. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that connection. And so I'm very thankful uh, for this connection here this morning and I want to thank the Lord for his ministry to our community because he's been giving uh, lots of ministry to some of our young people been uh, extending himself beyond what uh, most people would be willing to do way beyond Audrey the credit for that. Well, well, then you come up here, too, because I'll say it. I'll say it to both of you. Uh, I I would like us one way or the other to give him a generous gift today. It will just be a little bit of the countless hours that they have given to some of our leaders some of our people here. They do lots of ministry and so uh, we'll either take it out of the Lydia house pot or you can just get, hand it to me and I'll give it to them, however you want to do it. But I want to just say, this is one way that we're saying to them, you are of great value to us. This is excellent teaching. Did I hear, did I hear an amen to that? It's just wonderful, uh, right on, solid teaching, right from the scriptures, doused in the word, so uh, I want to I say to you, the, the Lord bless you financially. The Lord enrich your purses, not that you're asking for it, that you're clamoring for it, but because the Lord really is thankful uh, in his heart for how you minister quietly, effectively to people, both of you and uh, I pray that your influence will widen and deepen, that your influence as a speaker and your influence as prophetic people called to care for uh, broken people to mend lives, we pray, Father, that that influence will go far wider that this, uh, it truly deserves to go out. And now I want to give you what you just had up there, and then we'll, we'll break in. How, Bob, why don't you come up here too? We'll, we'll, we'll break into, into groups. But I want to speak that over you. Uh, I loved what he had to say about joy, and this is one where you receive. And as the pastor of this congregation, I want to extend it to you now. So, However, you can keep your eyes open. You can close your eyes. You can put your hands out. I used to tell our people, here it comes. You catch it. So whatever that means to you, when I was in California before I came here, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Did you I want to break into groups of three. And okay, I want to break up into groups of three. And then I want to do just like you're going to take turns. Um you're going to you're going to speak this it's from number six at the end. So you could look it up in your Bibles, so you're ready. It's number six at the end of the Chapter, and I, I I want people. Okay, like like let's just say, um, Audrey and you and I are in, in the group of three. Then, if if we're going to bless you, then we would stop and just connect with you, heart to heart, and and just be really present with you, including all the things that you've gone through or felt and in, in your life experience. We can be present with all of it. Then you drop your shields, and then at the right time. We'd say, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. May his shiny face shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up your countenance and give you his peace. Then just do that one by one in your group like that. And just take just a moment before you speak that over each other and just really connect with the other person on a heart-to-heart way. You don't need to use any words for that. You can just do it eye-to-eye. And let yourself, when somebody's going to speak the blessing over you, just drop the shields of your heart and just wait for the blessing and let them be with you in all of your pain or confusion or anything you've experienced and then and then they'll speak that blessing over you. All right, folks, let's do this thing. <laughs> so f- find people that you're comfortable with doing that. I know it might be kind of scary or risky for some because this is intimate. But I think God's going to bless it. So let's just step out in faith and see how God responds to that.